Welcome to the Brand Party Podcast. I'm your host, Christine from CL Designs. If you know me, execution and getting shit done is my middle name. This podcast will energize you to invest in your brand in new ways. Join me for tips, insights, and actions you can take to make your brand a priority in your business. My guests and I deliver honest, to-the-point advice you can implement right away. Your brand is worth celebrating. It can be fun, and I'll show you how. Let's get this party started. Tirza McFarlane worked in marketing the last seven years with for-profits and non-profits. She was the marketing lead for a charter school district and worked with an agency who ran ads for top clients such as Marie Forleo, Amy Porterfield, and Rachel Hollis. Specializing in digital marketing, she's passionate about avatar market research, Facebook, Instagram advertising, course building out, launching, list building, and showing up and showing off your personality. Currently running her own marketing business where she does contract marketing services, coaches female entrepreneurs, and is also the co-founder of the Straight Up Academy, which is an online resource and in-person workshop for boss babes focusing on business and marketing education, and founder of 1,000 Nonprofits, which gives free marketing courses and affordable services and resource to nonprofits so they can scale what they're doing and fund the amazing work to help others. Thank you so much, Tirza, for joining in on the Brand Party podcast today. It's such an honor. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. This is a party. (laughs) (laughs) To kick off, I definitely want to dive in and ask you, how does Brand Party resonate with you? Yeah. So I just love the community aspect that you're bringing in entrepreneurs, recognizing their skill sets and their experience and allowing them to share. I just feel like that's a well-rounded type of podcast when you're inviting other people in who are specialists in their fields and just allowing that opportunity for them to share and empower other female entrepreneurs as well. Absolutely. I think we can all learn from each other as well. And it only helps build a stronger community because it's not always easy. But what would you say to those who feel overwhelmed by their branding and design challenges right now? Yeah, I would say first go back to the drawing board and go back to your day one, why you decided to start your brand and what inspired you really like you can go to pinterest you can go to google you can start researching inspiration and then never being scared to invite someone else into the process i know sometimes as entrepreneurs we always want to do everything ourselves, and Mm -hmm. like we can just like be boss babes on a budget and we should be good at everything but that's not necessarily the case i think sometimes we have our own specialties and our own things that we're really gifted at so if you are struggling with defining your brand and recognizing how you're different from other people or not really being able to hone on that like inviting other people into the process whether that's investing in someone helping you get there and or just asking a mentor or other female entrepreneurs to come into the mix and getting their take and their input Mm -hmm. and just including other people in your branding process because that's not always something that you want or have to do alone. Absolutely. And just being conscious of the right people that you're asking also. I find everybody in part of the process wants to ask their uncles, fathers, 
dog's best friend. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not everyone is gifted at branding and that's okay. We don't have to be a hundred percent at every single thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely asking the person that that's their gifting. Amazing. So from season one with Julia Rose content, we found out the impact that strong brand messaging can have for your business, but it also really starts with having that clarity on who exactly you're talking to directly. But can you break down what an avatar is and how we can figure out ours? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. This is something I am super passionate about. So first off, defining that avatar. I feel like a lot of us think we know our avatar description, especially as I've been coaching entrepreneurs, I will ask them, you know, what's your avatar? And they just group them all together or just have Mm -hmm. a broad description. And that's a great starting point, but really there's so much power and detailed profiling your ideal customer. And really what it is, is just breaking down and humanizing per person. Who is that individual you're going after with your products, your services, your value prop, understanding that you're going to have different avatars and that they are one individual, one human, and really getting to know them as if friend and knowing everything that they love and their hobbies and their goals and their values. Because when you do that, when you break it down and become super detailed, every part of your marketing is going to improve. It's just so, so important because it helps you answer questions about your products and your services. Like where are you going to advertise? So where are they hanging out? Are they hanging out on TikTok? Are they on Snapchat? Are they more drawn to podcast or is it video? And then also their vocabulary and tone. And that has to do with branding as well. Like example, a restaurant, right? Using the color red because it inspires hunger, but also, you know, talking in their language, talking in their style, really catering to them with your storytelling, your captions, your vocabulary, every single piece is going to be able to improve and really move the needle when you understand how to speak directly to that avatar. And Mm -hmm. so the five components to breaking down are really just assessing their goals and values. So the typical ones that I've seen are people are wanting freedom. They're wanting time. We all could use more time. (laughs) How about money? We all could use more money. If it's like, for example, like a photographer, those are a lot of times, those are who I'm working with. And photographers are capturing those beautiful memories and moments for someone to cherish the rest of their life. So maybe the bride's not looking for freedom or time or money, but she's looking for that quality experience. Or if it's personal development, your client Mm -hmm. might be looking for confidence. So just understanding her or his goals and values. And then also the more fun part, really getting down into understanding them as a bestie would be knowing their interests. So what kind of books are they reading? What stores are they shopping at? What celebrities do they love and follow and get inspiration from? And then the typical one that I feel like most people understand is that demographic. So knowing their gender, their location, their age. From there, the last two would be understanding their challenges and pain points. That's where you really get to cone in and that nurturing happens where you're speaking directly to what they're struggling with and therefore opening their eyes to seeing what they could get from you which is contrast to their pain points. So Mm -hmm. is it self-confidence? Is it eating healthy? Is that something they're struggling with? And just kind of going down to that level of, I see you, I feel you, I've been where you've been, but you don't have to be there. And then along with that, also objections. Everyone is selling and pitching out there, right? And so when we approach an ad or content, we think, what is this person you know, selling? And is it, is it valuable to me? And so crushing those objections to say, this is why you need this from me. 
this is how my products and services are different. This is the value you're going to get. And the pro tip here is getting down to that humanizing. You can actually name your avatar. <laughs> so mm -hmm. instead of it saying a bride, actually giving her a name, picking out a picture for her and using that when you go to create or draft any type of content. So this is Tina, this is <laughs> her age, this is her demographic and here's her interests and really making her a person in your mind. And if you have to print that out and stick it on your wall, do so. That's going to help you really start to write for Tina versus writing just for a broad audience. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm definitely guilty of naming my person also, <laughs> but I would love to take it that step further and try visualizing it also. Yes. Uh, yep. But you make such a great point about people just really want to be seen and heard at the end of the day. And that's such a great point. Yep. And now that we have some clarity on who exactly our dream avatar is, how can we properly target them? Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of different ways. There's organic. If since we all love free, um, there's a lot of great organic ways to target um, once you know who you're going after and as well as advertising. So just a few of the organic would be hashtags that are relevant to your avatar. And so that's another thing is sometimes as entrepreneurs, we will use the hashtags that we love and that we recognize that works well for our business. But is that actually the hashtag that Tina or Karen is using? And so once I break down her interest, her hobbies, the events she's attending and become really that best friend, I then can start to assess what type of hashtags is she using? Because she not, might not be using boss babe or girl gang or all the popular mm -hmm. ones that I would use. She might be using something like women crush Wednesday <laughs> or like own your every day or just simple ones. And the way that you can find that out is by going to your potential customer's page and researching the type of hashtag she's using and really start to become an investigator there. And then geotags, of course, with location. So if I know I'm trying to attract someone in Palm Springs or Anaheim, California, I'm going to start using those geotags on my post. Whether or not I'm in that community, I can start to attract her by tagging geotags. And then another great one that I love is falling down the rabbit hole of <laughs> suggestions. And so going to that potential customer or let's say your top customer or fan, like the chick that's always engaging with you, yeah. going to her page, clicking on that arrow for the suggested accounts and like falling down a rabbit hole of looking for more ICAs that are recommended and super similar to my ICA. So those are ways to do that and then start engaging with her, whether that's commenting on her post or DMing her, just starting to build that relationship. And then through advertising, you can get really strategic in targeting. So now that I've broken down those books she reads, those magazines she's subscribed to and all that kind of good stuff, I can start to put that into interest targeting on Facebook and Instagram and start going after completely cold leads that would have never known about me, but starting to test, okay, does someone who's interested in Target or someone who's interested in Banana Republic, which one likes mm. me? And starting to test those against each other. I mean, you can start with just anything, but I could also just start testing based off of what I already know she's interested in. And you make such a great point also about the goals and the values being such an integral part of people's avatars. And in the early stages of your business and investments in whether it's your time, your money, your energy, it can feel really confining. So is there a rule of thumb to decide on what's worth investing in for paid versus organic ads? Well, you know, what's working organically is going to work paid. 
that's literally the rule of thumb. If it's already gaining traction and already getting a lot of responses from your warm audience, it's going to work for cold. And if your messaging and content is crafted for your ideal avatar and you've tested it already in, on your warm audiences, then it's a guarantee that it's going to work for cold. And along with that, I think testing is just key. Testing different content pieces against each other, testing different audiences, not throwing all your funds at paid and realizing that, oh, it didn't work. Never mind. I'm not going to do that mm. anymore. I think that's one of the biggest pieces is that people don't allow that time for testing and they just throw all in. And when it doesn't work up front, mm -hmm. then they pivot. But I think allowing that understanding of it's a huge world out there. There's millions of avatars. There's thousands of options for advertising and interest targeting. And so making sure that you're testing slowly and not burning yourself out. And also I think deciding whether you're investing in paid or organic, just assessing like, what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? What are you willing to invest in your growth? What, what is that budget you've allotted? How competitive is your market? That's going to be a huge player in whether it's going to be paid or organic. If I'm only willing to drop three to $5, but I understand that that market is like oversaturated and a lot of people are advertising. And also I think one of the biggest pieces here is the time factor. So all day, you can go after organic. You can do SEO. You can do organic engagement IG that will get you followers, that will get you growth, but it's going to take a lot more time and energy on you. Whereas with paid per click or paid advertising, it's saving you that time because you're investing dollars and bringing thousands of traffic in a shorter amount mm -hmm. of time. So it's really just that time aspect and that money. Do you have money to invest? And how much time are you wanting to invest organically or are you wanting to speed it up by paying? Yeah. Is there a specific period of time that you feel like is kind of that tipping point where you should be able to see some sort of result, whether it's working or needs improvement? Yeah. So when you're starting to build an ad, like let's say you're going to do lead gen, you're trying to build your email list. If you've crafted this ad and how I break it down is it's called sandbox testing where you test one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So for 24 hours, you test headlines for 24 hours, you test creative and then the next 24, you test your copy. So by the end of the three days, I should know if this lead magnet works or not it's based on the metrics. So if, if it's costing me $5 versus a dollar and I've said my goal is a dollar lead, then I know, okay, this ad doesn't work. Therefore mm -hmm. I'm going to, switch it up. I'm going to either switch up the copy, the headline, or, and, or I'm going to try a new lead magnet. A lot of times entrepreneurs will throw like 500 at an ad and mm -hmm. they just run it. And then when it doesn't work, then they're frustrated. But I think it's that testing of five to $15, 24 hours. And the next 24 hours you do it again. And the next, so you're only spending like under $50. And within three days, I should know if that ad's working or not with my warm and or cold audience. Right. No, that's a great point. And having worked with brands from early stages to then working with an agency that ran ads for big contenders like Marie Fuller Leo, Amy Porterfield, and Rachel Hollis. What are a few things that you feel like are easily overlooked or underrated for the impact that they can make in any launch? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So mapping out your launch in advance. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is so important because launch season, and I've said this so often, 
people don't understand what it's like during course launch and how stressful it is. Mm -hmm. I seriously had to be a therapist. I swear to my clients who were in launch mode because they would just cry and they freak (laughs) out their whole, like everything about them changed during launch season because it just Mm. threw them into this madness, especially if they hadn't launched in advance. And I think that's the key here. If, If you've already planned out your launch, your dates, your offers, any last minute urgency pushes you want to do, having all your emails written in advance, that's going to help you not have that stressful moment where 24 hours before cart opens or closes, you're freaking out because you missed a big step. And so really just mapping out in advance is going to help. I think videos and video reviews are another one. Videos are so, so powerful to communicate a message and to run in ads versus a copy because we all don't have enough time to be reading as much as we are online. Mm -hmm. So I think that video really infuses that personality of you and your brand and is able to communicate a message in an ad completely different. And then I think text reminders is another great one. This has personally worked on me to buy courses (laughs) where if you're a last minute shopper like me, where you're kind of doing your research, you're sitting back and trying to assess, do I need this? That text reminder is a great objection crusher where Mm -hmm. before the cart closes, you text someone and say, girl, get in here. It's just that last push. Another big thing is list building prior to launch. So I worked with four clients launching at the same time and all of them except one had been really good about list building. And what I mean by that is just you're paying to get emails in exchange for something free. And most online entrepreneurs that are successful, your six figures and up, they're list building every month leading up to their open mm-hmm. card season. And so I got to see the three clients versus the one and how their courses, their launches went at the very end of September. And I got to see how one of my clients who hadn't really invested in list building, not taking it very seriously, her lunch was way outperformed by the others. She wasn't even able to reimburse the advertising spend because she hadn't gotten enough people into her list and nurtured enough via email. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think, oh, we're running ads or we're posting videos. And we've been kind of talking about on our Instagram. But if you're not communicating and showing up in the inbox, it's a game changer for your launches. Amazing. Well, if you could encourage listeners to invest in one key thing for their business during launch mode, what would it be and why? So I think copywriting is one of the big pieces. And I don't know if this is a during, this is like before launch, Mm -hmm. but making sure that you're investing in either hiring a copywriter or making sure that you're having someone who is familiar with launches and nurturing emails, assessing what you've written, because I think copy is one of the number one, make it or break it your copy has to resonate. It has to inspire and create that urgency and demand aspect and explain clearly what you're offering. So that's a huge, huge piece. And then I also think the advertising, a lot of times we are boss babes on a budget and we think, okay, it's okay. Organic efforts will work, but being able to retarget people, specifically your email list is really important during a launch and having that allotted budget for retargeting the people that have shown interest up into cart close is Mm -hmm. going to get those last minute shoppers in. Marketing is an investment. (laughs) Absolutely. No one wants to hear this, but marketing is an investment in the longevity of your brand. And that's literally what it is. I have seen a lot of brands and a lot of influencers phase out because they ride this trend of launching or they've been successful at something, whether it's digital product or brick and mortar, they opened a lot of stores and therefore a lot of foot traffic comes in. So they think, oh, I've done a great job and they skip the marketing piece and investing in that. 
but it's so important. Marketing is not just a pitch. And I think that's how we, we think of it. We think I'm going to do marketing when I have something to pitch, but no marketing should be an ongoing investment to build relationship. And so we just got to get our head out of that nitty gritty sales mode and -hmm. schedule time for ourselves to deliberately invest in our following and tribe. And sometimes that takes money to invest and or time to hop in and comment and DM and engage with our following so that they'll continue to be a customer. So I feel like that's really what's going to move the needle in your business. Yeah. And consistency is such an integral piece. I feel like to that connection building, that community that you mentioned, the marketing piece and really genuinely nurturing those, those key people. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to dive into some rapid fire questions. Are you ready? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What are you currently celebrating? Oh, okay. I'm celebrating opportunity. This is something I've been really thinking about recently digital marketing and just overall social media platforms, wherever you hang out, it provides so much opportunity on the daily. I don't even think we realize Mm -hmm. if we had to go back 50 years, those poor people have to like knock on doors, like literally, and they're, they tapped out at their reach. If it was outside (laughs) of their city, like literally we have endless opportunity on digital platforms today to get our message across, to reach new audiences, to pitch sales. And really what I think it is, is If you have the drive, if you have the passion and you have the will to follow through on your work, not getting complacent or anything, you can accomplish your dreams. And that's something I think I saw when working at the agency and getting to see the behind the scenes is that those big names that we look up to and the people making six figures that were like, how did they do that? How could I ever get there? They have that grit. They have that personality, but I know and have seen that a big piece of their success is allotted to advertising and mm-hmm. the large role that that plays on your brand presence and brand growth. So if you have that grit and you have that personality and you're willing to invest in yourself in marketing and some of these simple strategies we went over today, the world is your oyster. That's literally the quote that yeah. I've been saying. Like I've said that so much recently, but literally the world is your oyster. There's so much opportunity. So just run with it and get those magical results. Yes. Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Cheers hey to yeah. join in on all the fun on the Brand Party Podcast. It's Absolutely. been so much fun. Yeah. Where can people find out more about you? My Straight Up Academy is my business account. Started that with my co-founder, Bailey. So that's a great place for some Boss Babe community. And we are dropping on the daily resources and education on marketing business. Also, my website, 1000nonprofits.com. If you know anyone in the nonprofit world who's needing some education to market and grow their donor base, that's a great place to go. Or you can just head over to my personal IG handle, Tirza McFarland. Thank you so much. Yeah, girl. Did you have fun? Share it with all your friends with a screenshot of this episode. The more, the merrier. Tag at Brand Party Podcast and hashtag Brand Party Podcast on Instagram to continue this after party.